0: Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM. Heard in Western Suffolk on 96.9 FM. I'm Michael Mackey. The state Senate and Governor Kathy Hochul are proposing to end the copay that New Yorkers are charged for insulin as part of a broad effort to cut medication prices. Michael Gormley reports on Newsday.com that the measures seek to reduce the cost to New Yorkers at the pharmacy as well as the cost to the state for medications purchased through Medicaid and Medicare health care systems. Last week, in addition to eliminating the insulin copay for 1.0 Six million New Yorkers being treated for diabetes, the Senate's Democratic majority passed bills that would. Have the state partner with drug companies to increase development of lower-cost generic forms of drugs and get them to market faster. The bill would allow New York to do what California did in 2023 by entering into an agreement to manufacture insulin with a drug company. That reduced the cost of a common dosage to $30 from $300, saving individuals $2,000 to $4,000 annually attempt to seize on a January decision by the federal government to see if the state can buy common medications from the Canadian market, where prices can be a fraction of those charged by drug companies in the United States. However, federal and Canadian regulatory hurdles remain. And strengthen New York's buying power by joining other states to negotiate lower prices. The legislation still has to pass the New York State Assembly before it can become law. East Hampton Superintendent of Schools Adam Fine said creating a balanced budget for the 2024-25 school year is going to be a difficult process and that piercing the state tax levy cap is not off the table if it comes down to cutting the curriculum or raising taxes. As quoted on 27East.com, the administrators have met and we've all been told what we need to do to try to make us cap-compliant, But I think this year there's no reason I would sacrifice our programming to remain under the cap, he said this past Tuesday. The most important thing for us is to maintain our academic programming across the board. Desiree Keegan reports on 27East.com that to paint a picture of just some of the challenges the district is dealing with, health insurance fees are increasing, special education costs are up, retirement system fees are rising, Eastern Suffolk BOCES Service fees are climbing and more. Combined, that's $2.4 million in mandatory upcharges alone, not including salary increases. The superintendent said the East Hampton School District is expecting tuition to drop $1.2 million because neighboring districts are anticipating sending 51 fewer students to East Hampton. The shot clock is finally coming to Long Island High School Lacrosse. Owen O'Brien reports on Newsday.com that the New York State Public High School Athletic Association decided on January 31st to allow any section in the state to seek permission from the National Federation of State High School Associations to adopt a shot clock on an experimental basis. Section 8, the Governing Body for High School Sports in Nassau County, and Section 11, the Governing Body of Scholastic Sports in Suffolk County were granted that permission and will use a shot clock on a two-year experimental basis for varsity boys and girls lacrosse games starting in the spring of 2025. Coaches favor the move because colleges have a shot clock. Credit card users may soon be able to wave goodbye to hidden processing fees. Long Island authorities on Sunday can begin enforcing a state consumer protection law that requires businesses to be much more transparent about how they're passing on those surcharges to ch- customers. Chris Kahn reports on Newsday.com that the law, which Governor Kathy Hochul signed December 13th, codifies previous legal interpretations from the New York State Court of Appeals and clarifies rules that merchants must follow when their customers pay with credit cards. It also authorizes local governments to enforce those rules. Previous reporting by Newsday showed that some business owners thought they were complying with the law when they were Not. Going forward, the law will require New York merchants to include credit card fees in the sticker price. They are not allowed to display just the lower cash price for an item, even if they post a sign that says they'll charge more for credit card purchases. Merchants are also forbidden from adding credit card surcharges as extra line items to a bill, which sometimes have been concealed with generic descriptions like convenience, service, or technology fees. And customers cannot be charged higher surcharges than what the merchant pays in processing fees, which can range between three and five percent of the price. Businesses that violate the law may be liable for civil penalties of up to $500 per violation, according to the Division of Consumer Protection. A growing number of applications for docks in bays and harbors along Shelter Island shoreline has raised concerns among town officials about the long-term environmental impacts and safety. Joe Workmeister reports on Newsday.com that the town board on Monday adopted a three-month moratorium on dock permit approvals. A pause official said gives them time to revise the town code in the face of accelerated waterfront development. The board approved the moratorium and a three-to-one vote. Members of Shelter Island Town's Waterways Management Advisory Council, which examines applications for docks, bulkheads, and moorings, are working on code revisions. They want to create new guidelines for docks that factor in environmental conditions and the appropriateness of certain locations, according to the council's chairman, William Garrity. Approval of a dock permit falls to the town board, which hasn't always followed the advisory council's recommendations on permits. Town officials are trying to address differences between what could negatively impact the environment and what is legally permitted under the code. The town of Shelter Island had originally considered a six-month moratorium, but the Suffolk County Planning Commission asked them to make it three. Spanish-speaking community members are calling on the Riverhead Board of Education to increase language accessibility at school board meetings and during other interactions. Alec Lewis reports on RiverheadLocal.com that the request came primarily from members of the Education Committee for the Immigrant Center of Alliance, Solidarity, and Accompaniment, CASA, and the Rural and Migrant Ministry, who raised the concern during the January 23rd Riverhead School Board meeting. 63% of students enrolled in the Riverhead Central School District are Hispanic or Latino. 37% of the district speak English, according to the data, which does not identify the student's primary language. Suffolk County voters should get the chance to vote this fall on a broad new source of water quality protection funding that was kept off last year's ballot by political gamesmanship after county political and environmental leaders announced a new agreement to reintroduce the enabling legislation. It's about a one 8 percent sales tax. Michael Wright reports on 27East.com that the renewed proposal calls for a referendum in November asking voters to approve the creation of a new 1/8 percent sales tax countywide that will fund a broad expansion of sewering and septic system upgrades to stanch the negative impacts of wastewater on tidal bays and harbors, freshwater ponds, and underground drinking water supplies. The future of this county depends on water, clean water. Suffolk County Executive Ed Romaine said this past Monday at a press conference announcing the initiative. It's time to take a stand. Let's do sewers where we can. Let's do innovative alternative septic systems where we can, said Romaine. Let's make sure we always have clean water. Republican legislator Kevin McCaffrey, the presiding officer of the Suffolk County Legislature, said that enabling legislation to create the new sales tax has been introduced to the state legislature and is expected to be quickly approved and signed by Governor Kathy Hochul, giving the legislature the power to create the tax and put the approval referendum on the ballot this fall. The measure would need just a simple majority of voters to affirm it to be made law. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.